Hello and welcome to this podcast. This is Confessions of a Personal Trainer. I'm Chloe, a personal trainer, and my aim is to educate, inspire, motivate you, and hopefully challenge the thoughts that might be stopping you from reaching a goal. So today I'm going to talk about calories and restrictions, food, how you can feel less hungry, how you can feel more more satisfied and all things dieting, results, that type of thing. And this comes from personal inspiration, I think, really this week because this time last week I committed to starting a calorie deficit and Monday went really well, Tuesday went well, Wednesday was okay, I think, and then as I got towards the end of the week, there's a few factors to consider here actually. So Wednesday onwards, I was hormonal and girls, as we know, it's very hard to stay in a calorie deficit when you are hormonal. That's not an excuse, by the way. I'm not excusing my behavior. I could have still had control. I just chose not to. I was also very tired, which means that when I'm tired, my snacking increases so I did have more snacks last week. I was still fairly in control of it though, but this is fine because this doesn't mean that I'd ruined any progress and it doesn't mean that I, I wasn't in a calorie deficit for the week because I probably still was. Even if I had a couple of days that maybe I'd snacked a bit more or maybe there were things that I didn't track, it doesn't, or it's not likely to hinder progress. It just means that I might not be in as much of a calorie deficit if I'd stuck to those calories that I'd originally planned for myself. So it's not a disaster. It's not the end of the world. It does mean that I will probably have to try harder this week. But the main thing is I'm aware of it and it means that I can't be annoyed about the progress that hasn't happened because of work that I didn't put in. And this is one of the things that I see quite often is that people are expecting a lot of results to happen. But then actually, if you look at the effort they put in or the work that they've put in, they're probably not going to get results out. So it does work differently. The reality and what we think we should get. So we think we should get results out fairly easily, minimal effort, fairly quickly. It doesn't work like that. So we do have to put in effort. And even if we don't track certain things or if we forget about things that we eat or drink, our body still knows. So even if we haven't tracked it, it still happens. So I used to do this years ago. I used to think, well, if I don't track it, I didn't actually (laughs) consume it. And sadly, it doesn't work like that. But there are quite a few things that mean that we are food focused tracking can be one of them so I tend to use tracking as a tool because you don't need to track forever tracking can be really good awareness I often find it's a really good exercise you don't don't even need to track actually you could just use a pen and paper and write down your daily food habits because there's so many times in our head that we think it looks like this and then actually the reality is different so it is a good tool to think about the actual food consumption And there will be a time when you could say goodbye to tracking. You don't need to do it forever. It is a tool. It's a bit like a sat-nav. You can use it to get to a destination and you don't need it forever. I could probably eyeball the amount of calories that would be in my lunch now or my breakfast. So I don't really need to track, but it is a good way to stay accountable. So I tend to use it every so often if I need to rein myself back in, if I need a little bit of control, a bit of accountability. Tracking can be very useful, but it doesn't mean I'll do it forever. There might be stages of my life where I don't need to track. So anyway, moving on to today's topic. Why do I always think about food? There's quite a few reasons here. I'm going to be quite vague around this and quite 
generic, so not necessarily specific to you. And I'm not a nutritionist, so everything I say here is advice and should just be used for consideration and inspiration for yourself. But over the last five years, I've helped a lot of people to gain an understanding of their behaviour and shown them how to make relatively small changes with their nutrition, which as a result has made a big difference to their lifestyle. So one of the common things that I see each week is people cutting calories immediately to reduce weight as fast as possible. And yes, technically, if you eat less, you are going to lose weight, but there will come with a cost. I like to think of this as it's not about how little you can eat and lose weight. It is how much you can eat and still lose weight. So let's take two people. If person A eats 1700 calories a day so they've got 1700 calories a day and they lose around half a pound a week and then they lose 14 pounds or stone in six months and person b eats a thousand calories a day and they lose that stone in a month so they lose 14 pounds in a month which person is likely to keep the weight off a year later which person is likely to have a better relationship with food and which person is likely to feel better in general because it's probably going to be person A. Now I don't know anything about person B, these are just hypothetical people here, but what we can assume from person B is that they are restricting. So this is one of the reasons people will think about food quite a lot is because they are restricting themselves. You might even be restricting without realising. A lot of people do this and I have done this before and it does take a little bit of practice to to stop restricting because it tends to be something that we've just got used to doing without even realising we might restrict ourselves. So it's just something to be aware of. Also, another reason that we think about food quite a lot is that we might be snacking too much and the more snacks we have might mean the less main meals we have, which could mean we don't have a lot of nutrition in our day. And then also that is going to result in physical hunger, which the same thing if you are restricting and you're eating too little, you are going to be physically hungry. If you're physically hungry, you will think about food. So there are a few things to consider here. In my experience, over-restriction will lead to overconsumption. So if you under-eat, you are likely to overeat at some point. So this is one of the things when people say, oh, I've, I'm always under-eating on my calories, yet I don't seem to lose weight. If you are consistently under-eating, let's say you under-eat for a week, by the weekend, you're likely to overeat, even if you don't realise. Or maybe you over-restrict for the day and then in the evening, you're really hungry, you can't stop eating. It's probably because you've restricted and then you then need to over-consume or you feel the need to over-consume because you're physically hungry. So one of the good things that I like to, or a good tip that I like to do and I like to advise, and something that I've been doing myself and it, it does work, funnily enough, is to prioritize your main meals. So if you are making your main meals as low as possible, a low calorie as possible, so that you've got extra calories for snacks, this is gonna mean that your meals aren't very satisfying and you're probably not gonna be satisfied from snacks either, which means you will be hungry. Hunger's gonna be high. This means you're gonna think about food. You're gonna be waiting for that next meal. So a good tip is to prioritize three meals a day. And these are decent meals as well. So not just a tiny salad, or something that's 300 calories, something that is nutrient dense or high nutritional value. So let's say breakfast is a big bowl of porridge, you make it with milk, slice a banana on top, 
have some peanut butter on the top as well that's a big breakfast that might fill you up till lunch which could be an omelette with loads of veggies maybe you're going to have some sausages on the side or some bacon could put that inside a pitta huge lunch that would be good fill you up until dinner which is going to be a chicken stir fry loads of veg some rice or noodles on the side and these might be a good four or five hundred calories per meal but some things to consider with these meals is that you are likely to enjoy the meals more they're going to last longer as well so one of the things that i hate is if when my meal's gone and i'm like is that it that didn't even touch the sides so if you've got a bigger meal you're likely to enjoy it and it will last longer you're going to feel more energized afterwards you'll probably be able to go longer without eating as well so if you can go if you can't if you eat a quick meal and then you think oh i need something else now that meal likely wasn't satisfying enough so if you can have a bigger meal you're likely to go until your next meal without needing some food this is going to result in you having better control of your overall calories and also means you're likely to hit your protein as well so if you can have three bigger meals throughout the day that are protein focused also carbs and fat but if you can make protein a priority in those meals you're likely to have hit your protein goal by the end of the day fairly easily and still have calories for an evening snack protein is definitely the hardest macro to hit this is one of the common questions i get each week is I don't think I eat enough protein, how can I eat more? So if you can make protein a priority in your main meals and then you could add some protein snacks in in between, but I would probably try and eat as much protein as possible throughout the meals and as early on in the day as possible. So definitely a high protein breakfast and then include it in lunch, include it in your evening meal. By the evening, you don't have to try to hit protein. You've hopefully already hit it and then you should have some calories left over for an evening snack of choice. One of the other things that I want to talk about actually, something else I've just thought of that I see each week is a lot of people say, I've been really good with food, but I'm just not seeing any weight loss. So if people assume, and this is what I come back to at the start as well, it might not have been tracked or the reality and what they think is different. And of course, I don't know what so good means. So if a client tells me I've been so good, I don't know what that means. I don't know what good is to them. I always say, okay, what is good to you? So tell me what what do you mean by I've been good? Because that's subjective. What they think is good might be different to what I think is good. I can only take a client's word for it. But a lot of the time, the awareness isn't fully there. So what they think they ate and what they actually ate are two different things. They might think they ate toast and peanut butter, a chicken salad and fish and rice and veg. But they didn't consider the two milky lattes that they had, the two biscuits at work that were offered to them, the nibble of cheese while cooking dinner, the oil in the the chicken that they cooked with or finishing the kids dinner or snacks. And then you get the idea. So what they might have think that they've eaten is different to the reality so that is just something to consider which again if you're grazing throughout the day you're probably not going to feel satisfied you are going to feel more hungry so prioritizing those main meals is a massive game changer also the weekends need to be considered so if you do want to make sustainable long-term changes there's no point in restricting all week and then overeating at the weekend and then repeating this cycle because if you if the goal is fat loss then you're probably going to be hindering progress to 
reduce your calories all week but then be in a surplus over the weekend and this you can you can do this in a smart way if you wanted to be in a deficit for the week but a sensible deficit so think about person a and person b person a who we said at the start if they're on 1700 calories that is probably still a calorie deficit but it's a larger one or well a smaller deficit but a larger amount of calories that they're consuming which means they're probably not going to need to massively overeat at the weekend they might still want a bigger meal at the weekend maybe it's a meal out or a takeaway or I don't know a cake with their coffee in the morning but they might not need to massively overindulge if someone had been under restricting all week or under eating all week they probably will feel the need to eat more at the weekend so you can be smart with it but it comes down to awareness so the main point here is that if you do want to see some physical results or some changes, then all of your calories will count. Whether it is a Monday or a Saturday, everything you consume will count. So some things to think about over the weekend will be still hitting your protein, still staying hydrated, still having main meals. So still think about whatever works for you in a week is going to work for you on a weekend as well. So if you think about three main meals, during the week see if you can do that on a weekend it doesn't mean having a horrible boring weekend and I'm not saying don't have that takeaway maybe you could still have the takeaway but maybe have a smaller portion or maybe you could cook your own version of that takeaway and it is absolutely not for me to tell anybody how to enjoy their weekend or to to stop eating takeaways or meals out and it must be a personal decision so I will never force a client to make a change and in fact if I have new people I don't even talk about nutrition for the first couple of weeks so anyone who is new to the gym I let them get used to the gym first get used to training get used to exercising and then I will say oh hey how's your nutrition so I will never force a client to make a change it absolutely must be a personal decision and I always wait until my advice is asked for so I'm not just going to offer my advice without someone actually wanting it but the main thing here is that you can't be annoyed about the lack of progress over the next week or so if you spent the the weekend in a crazy calorie party there needs to be some kind of compromise somewhere so for people who aren't consistent and that is the magic word haven't mentioned I don't think I've mentioned it this episode yet which isn't like me but if you're not consistent if you haven't consistently eaten the same amount roughly so if you've got a calorie and I usually have a guide so I'll usually say a boundary so maybe between this and this so you don't have to eat just one number every single day because that's not realistic maybe have a a bracket of I will aim for between this number and this number if you can consistently do that and by consistently I mean about three or four weeks you need to do that every single day for at least three weeks before you can say it's not working or I haven't seen any changes because you won't see changes if you do a Monday to Thursday diet and then relax on a Friday Saturday and Sunday because the weekend is 42% of the week so we have to consider if you want to see progress you want to see changes you have to consider the whole seven days which may sound sad you may think oh when am I actually going to enjoy myself and this is why it's really important to make a diet sustainable make it realistic make it healthy 
but make it fun and enjoyable, something you can stick to, something you want to stick to as well. That's the main thing is that one of the things I will always remind people is you are choosing to do this. You don't have to do this. You're choosing to do this. And the whole point of a diet is that it should improve your life, not make it worse. So we don't want to make you miserable. That is not the point. You want to be doing this for the right reasons, doing this for a better quality of life. Maybe weight loss would be a result of the the diet. Maybe it would just be to feel good. Maybe you want to just make changes in your diet to feel better. Whatever it is, it's your personal reason and you want to make sure that you are doing it for the right reasons. So if you can take away two things from this episode, I would say protein as a priority and also try three meals a day. So three higher calorie meals, have a big breakfast, have a big lunch, have a big evening meal and make all of those meals protein focused and see if that makes a difference. See if it helps for your hunger levels, see if it helps your concentration throughout the day, maybe it will make you less food focused, maybe it helps to keep you more full and hopefully these tips were helpful. If you think someone else might benefit from this, please share this episode with them And if you share it on social media, please tag me. You can find me on Instagram at underscore Chloe Longstaff. And if you need any help with anything that I mention on these episodes, please drop me a message and we can have a chat.